3: Hello and welcome to another cracking, festive episode of the Olive Magazine podcast, your weekly 30-minute guide to all things food, drink and travel. My name is Laura Rowe, I'm the editor and your host. This week we have web editor Alex at Snaps and Rye, a Danish restaurant in West London. She's been chatting to owner Kel Scott about snaps and Danish Christmas traditions. She learns how snaps is made, how the Danes drink it and which Christmas foods to serve it with. Skål! That means cheers, by the way. Travel editor Rhiannon and editorial assistant Ellie talk about discovering small independent food producers at Christmas markets. And the cookery team and I reveal the results of our recent breakfast survey. First up, here's Alex and Cal. Hi, guys. It's Alex
4: here, and I'm at Snaps and Rye on Goulburn Road in West London, and I'm chatting to Kel. Hello. Hello. Um, and Kel is the owner of this lovely uh, place, and he is also known as a <laughs> <laughs> Um Not self-proclaimed at all. Um, but um, what Snaps and Rye do is they have a great um, schnapps-tasting um, session thing don't you so you can learn all about schnapps but we'll come on to that later but um what we'd like to learn a little bit about is um, schnapps in general and also some Danish Christmas traditions because very soon it uh, shall be our Christmas time in England and I know that you celebrate it on a different day. So first of all, schnapps. We've got a lot of schnapps here. <laughs> uh, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning, so we're going to have a great day. <laughs> so what are the characteristics of a typical schnapps?
2: Well, it's, it's from... Grain spirit, generally, it used mm-hmm. to be potatoes as well, but really, when it's been distilled, it's it's so it's so pure that you wouldn't taste the difference. Um, but if, so, it really, what what was the, the cheapest way of, of making? It, I think they started doing doing potatoes before they did grain. I think mm-hmm. in seventeen hundred, they learned how to do how to do the grain. We got grain in from in Denmark. We got grain in from um, America and Canada, and it became cheap. Um, and I think that was the reason why they started with that.
3: Okay.
2: So, yeah.
4: And um, what, so how did it come about in so, the first place in the 1700s? Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, they, they, they learned, I think they learned from uh, the Russians, which then learned it from Mongolia. Okay. Um, how to distill, but obviously the, the China, uh, the Arabs, uh, the, the Moors, they, they learned to how to distill very, very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it slowly uh, moved its way up to the cold north. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of little distilleries started to shoot up in in 1700. Also a lot of home distilleries. Which got banned later. Um, But uh, it was very crude stills they had. So um, the alcohol... Didn't taste that great. No. Um, and alcohol for alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, obviously, again, in, in the beginning when they when they started to distill alcohol, it was all about for for like medicinal purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to, I think, get internal life. Hence, we yes. got the the, the name Aquavit, uh, water of life, in French right. eau de vie, uh, same yes. thing. And and whiskey also has a, a Gaelic name, which also means uh, the water of life. So ah. it's it all stems from the same from the same thing. Okay. But no, seventeen hundred very very crude distills. and um, so they needed something to to make it taste nicer. Okay. So these little stills, they went out in a in a sort of in their in their nearby uh, woods and and. Uh, uh, and found um, roots and herbs and spices, very much similar similar things as they would use in, in medicinal on beneficial okay. purposes. Um, so to try to make the, the alcohol taste a little bit better.
5: Okay. Uh,
2: and at that point, got the Danish snaps. The Danish snaps was born. Amazing. Um, and so it's sort of <laughs> like in, in Denmark we call it snaps which is translated into like a spiced herb snaps.
4: Okay, so what um, you said that they went out like foraging around their distil- distilleries. Um, what are the typical botanicals that are in there? Because, like for example, juniper is um, in gin. Is there a, a, t- a typical botanical that schnapps has?
2: Yeah, I mean they, they do use a lot of uh, caraway or, okay. or dill, um, but uh, and, and hence uh, there's certain things that's called an aquavit. Um, yes. and, and So that is that and,
4: a type of schnapps?
2: E- yes, it is a type of schnapps. It's it's it has to be thirty seven and a half percent or above, right? Uh, and it has to contain caraway or dill, uh, or, or both, or both. Okay. Uh, by law, and then you can right. call it an acrid, but okay. it's also known as a snaps so an acrobat can also be a snaps but a snaps can't necessarily always be an aquavit
4: okay i've done i've done quite a few drinking songs with Because i went to a scandinavian wedding last year and we did
2: um there is a lot of songs <laughs> over there there is especially sweden has a lot of songs. Yes. in mean, denmark we also have a lot of songs. i think i mean it's a 200 and, almost 250 songs that's recorded wow. just around snaps i mean it, it don't don't like call me but it's a lot
4: okay. it's a lot well yeah and um, my voice isn't quite warmed up yet so you won't get to hear me <laughs> singing yet <laughs> but um so let's talk about your snaps because you've got a lot here and um are the particular characteristics that are different to uh, well it,
2: it's it's i think nowadays i mean the snaps have become a lot better the spirit in mm. itself is, is so much better these these days it's so much purer it's it's like you can quite easily like we used to put snaps in the freezer um, oh, and the reason just to, to put, make it Yeah, to make it in, like is that. because you didn't like the taste of it. <laughs> okay. I mean, my grandparents and my parents, they were all coming from the freezer. They didn't know anything better. Okay. So it would come out, it would go in a freezer sleeve as well. So it was ice cold and then you will knock it down in once. And the reason you knock it down in once is because you don't like it really. Right. As, and you don't wanna, You just want to get just it, get all it and over and done with. with. <laughs> exactly. But, but nowadays the spirit is so much better. And also the way we are flavoring it or infusing it, um, it, it they become like really specialised okay. drinks, and we we have it a lot with we, we sip it and we sip it a lot with food.
4: Okay, so um, what's your f- like favourite signature snaps? Well,
2: that you our make? our signature snaps is a smoked uh, rye bread snaps. Wow! So okay. our rye bread is a hundred percent sourdough. Right. Uh, we make it with uh, honey melasse, uh, and we. Um, uh, and we use beer in it as well, so there's ah. malt in the beer. So you, so this drink is very mellow. It's about thirty five percent, and it's very mellow. But you can certainly, certainly taste the rye bread. So I don't know if we should have a little, uh, yes, have a little taste of the rye Again, bread. I'm so just that say will it be that is... one there. Cheers, yeah, cheers. <laughs> 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 what, what? How do you say? Okay, cheers in
4: Danish?
2: okay. We say school. and skål. there's school. and there's a whole thing about how we do it because yes, it's all sorry. about eye how contact do do okay so we lift the glass yes we look into each other's eyes yes and then we say skull skull and then we sip it do we
4: clink glasses no we there? don't clean, no okay. no sip it
2: and then before we put the glass down we look into each other's eyes yes. again and then, and then put it down. And then put it down. Oh, so you can okay. you imagine? I mean, I remember first time I took my wife, Jacqueline, to Denmark <laughs> yeah. for my dad's 70s birthday party. Oh, my God. We were a little bit late so because we didn't know that his his party was... At, at, it was a 12 o'clock midday party. We thought it was an evening party. We were a little bit late. Oh, no. We came into the main course coming in there was about 70 people in there oh poor lady and, <laughs> <Your wife>. and <laughs> I completely forgot to tell her about this this whole thing about school yes. and I, I think it took her by surprise because we were like the first time school and and everybody was looking at her and she was like oh my god <gasps> they're looking at me like looking oh, at me but me. that is literally yeah. just that's how we that's how so we you, do
4: it so you pick it up yeah, you look, into, out, each look eyes, into each other's eyes say school say
2: school yeah, and then you sip, sip it, it, not yes. down it. No, you know, don't okay, down, so down we it. And often, think it's down and in the, one. yeah, exactly. And often, what we will do, we will have a little bit of the food, and then we will, and then we'll taste the okay. alcohol,
4: and then keep looking in someone's eyes, and then and then, then, put and then it you down. put
2: it down, and then you'll find with the food. It just, I mean, it opens up your palate. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, this but is delicious. Also, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's
4: really like multi. You can taste yeah. rye bread. Obviously, yeah. that goes yeah. without saying because it's yeah. rye bread snaps. But sometimes. People call things yeah. certain thing, and it doesn't actually taste what of what you're saying. It tastes yeah. like. Um, but, so how do you get that?
2: Well, so we we infuse it with the rye bread. Okay. Um, I mean, before that, before that, I smoke it. I toast it. It needs to be very. I mean, it needs to be almost black before it it goes in. It's very dark. And then, colour. yeah, and then uh, it's only for that. It's only about two two weeks, but it's a okay. case of tasting it. Then it might need to be diluted a little bit. So it's it's, but you know it's yeah. So each batch would be it's a real artisan
4: okay. drink
2: like to make. But the back to the school thing is really funny as well because you sit around the table and you can do a private school to somebody as well. You can and yeah, okay. and especially one of those, it's your grandma or your granddad, and they're sort of doing a private school. Down the table, and they're catching your eyes, and they're like lifting the glass, and ah, here we go. So there's I a see. there's a lot of little sort of there's a lot of little traditions around the, around right. the school.
4: Yeah, if you could get like um, you know, for eye contact, if you could get like little wires, it'd be a big net. I can imagine. Yeah, you've got a yeah. big table of yeah, people because I know you have a lot of um. Yeah. Big big dinners yeah. and yeah. everybody. You are allowed,
2: I think you are allowed to shout somebody's name as well. Okay. So it's like you know, just to sort of make them aware that there's a little skull yeah. coming it's
4: up. Like secret scold <laughs> coming yeah, secret skull coming your way. Yeah,
2: Exactly.
4: <laughs> so uh, speaking of all these great traditions, it sounds it's a gr- it sounds like a great place to spend Christmas. And um, I know you've got um, uh, jewel snaps, which means Christmas. Snaps? Christmas snaps. Yeah. So okay, that's quite so that's that? quite
2: traditional. Uh, that every year that. Uh, the companies that make snaps are coming up with a with a Christmas snap so of course we have come up with one as well Um, and like normally when you make snaps it's a bit like cooking Uh, Mm -hmm. like don't put too many ingredients onto it, you know. Um, and no more than three, I would say. But at Christmas, you can go mad. Okay. Yeah, so you just Tumbled need to... wine, we just yeah, put everything yeah, in Yeah, absolutely. There. So <laughs> it's often 20 different ingredients okay. into it. Um, so what's the
4: defining ingredients of this? Is well, there anything well, that stands out? Well, if
2: I, if I tell you... I mean, okay. actually, why don't we have a... Okay. Why don't we have... Why don't we try it?
4: Right, okay, so... And then, like, you know, scroll.
2: scroll. Now we're clinking because we are we're in England.
4: Hmm... <laughs> Oh wow. Mm. That's a lot more herbaceous than I thought it was yeah. gonna be.
2: Yeah.
4: I thought yeah. it was gonna be like cinnamony, but it's more there is really cinnamon. clean. There is yeah. cinnamon in it, but it's, but very, it's very clean. It's very clean. Have be clean
2: it be yes. has to be clean because otherwise it could be easily become quite sickly. Yes. It could be too perfumed with with there is Ooh. there is cinnamon, there is clove, there's orange, in, it's there. orange yeah. in there. I mean if I have to go through the whole list. We've been through all day. No, but then we I have to I have to get you very drunk on it. So you'll mm-hmm. forget, or I have I've to kill to go you. Got to work now. <laughs> <as well. laughs> so, as a, you know. <laughs> um,
4: okay, so that it's a lovely bottle as well. Um, so if you were going to pair that with, I know, obviously, you have a lot of different traditions in Denmark. Um, can you tell us some of those just before we well, before we go? I,
2: I would I would pair that with something maybe a little bit spicy, maybe some spiced herrings, but it also okay. goes unbelievable well with a with chocolate dessert or a brownie okay. or, mm. like, you know, just absolutely wonderful.
4: Okay. Um, and then, so, I understand, so you celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve, don't you? So yeah, our Christmas Eve on is your main On the 24th in the evening. And the 23rd, you have Little Christmas yeah. Eve, which sounds yeah. lovely. I mean, can in our family, that? we...
2: Yeah, in our family, we always celebrated the 23rd as Little little Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And um, we used to go out and get the Christmas tree in the morning of the 23rd. Just
4: go and pick it. Yeah, so we
2: oh, were like, so well, nice. my, my, my family <laughs> had it a, out. they had a, uh, on my mother's side, had a wood. So we'd go out and, and cut down the tree. Wow. And then take it home. And then we would spend Little Christmas Eve uh, decorating it. Okay, Um Lovely. And... They would be making, like, you know, lots of little treats, like with marzipan, con- con- confect. Uh, mm-hmm. and, like, it was all about spending the day with the family and, and like, having a really hoogly time.
4: Oh yeah, Hoogly, you know, Hoogly—a yeah,
2: very Hoogly time.
4: Um, so everybody was obsessed with Hoogly yeah. last year in um, in England. Yeah. Is it is it definite? Is it as much a thing over there as as we make it out to be?
2: Yeah, I think it is, but it's it's like we use Hoogly in probably we we use it as a word. Like there's a lot of different variations yes. of the word, yeah. and we probably use it about ten times a day.
4: Really? Yeah. Okay.
2: So it's 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 really it's it's. It's something you it's just there. Yes. Like as a like you know, it's about the little things in life. Yeah. Like much more than the bigger things in life. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's about taking taking time with each other. It's yeah. about like it's about caring about each other. It's about caring that, that you are actually having a good time. Okay. You know. That's I a, think that's
4: why we loved it so much, because yeah. it's such a nice concept. It's yeah. about taking, you know, kind of switching your phone it off. Doesn't, and it it
2: just, doesn't need to cost anything. No, you have don't a cup need, of tea. Yeah, have a cup of tea. I mean, yeah. maybe candlelight. So yes. It's like, you know, that's that. Or it could also be out in nature. Yeah. You know, but of course, like, you know, it will make, make it even better with like lots of snaps. Yeah. Yes, yes.
4: <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to learn loads more yeah. about um, snaps and um, Christmas traditions, but we don't actually have any more time. But um, can you just remind our listeners about the Snaps workshop you're doing?
2: Yes, yeah, so we do uh, a Snaps workshop where we are going through a little bit of the history of, of, of snaps. We're pairing it with uh, Smurl, which is Danish Open Sandwiches. Ooh, lovely. Uh, and then uh, in the end, uh, they're all making their own little, uh, all, yes, their own little snaps. Oh, great! Out of, uh, like lots of in, lots of ingredients. So it's all about being creative.
4: Okay, fun. I might have to do it after after yeah. a few more snaps. I've got some lined up here. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for my, chatting to us. My Ta- pleasure. Did you say tak? tuck Tak. tak. Yeah. Right. And tak. Uh, what's Merry Christmas in Danish? When we'll I've done that. Glædelig jul. Gleliol.
2: Yeah, very good. Uh, okay.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Next is Ellie and Rhiannon.
0: So I'm travel editor Rhiannon and I'm talking to Ellie, Olive's editorial assistant, uh, all about Christmas markets. And Ellie, you've just put a guide together um, on olivemagazine.com, rounding up some of the best of this year's markets across the UK.
1: Do you have a personal favourite? Yeah, so I'm a big Christmas fan and I've got family that live in Manchester. So I've been to the Manchester Christmas market quite a lot. Um, But actually there's one I wrote about this year, which is new for 2017, I think, and it's um, Bauhaus Christmas Market that's the Scottish one. Yeah, so it's in um a small Fife town. It's called the place is called Anstruther, which Anstruther, is probably yes. Anstruther there we go. Um and so this um so Bauhaus it's kind of like a um an outbuilding almost. Um and they have indoor markets throughout the year. And it's a way to they said because tourism has grown so much on that coast of Scotland, and there are so many small food producers, they wanted a way to attract the tourists mm. so then the producers could show them what they're making and sell to them. And so this Christmas market is the biggest one of the year. And I think they said they've got over 55 stallholders, but it's very much focusing on the the local people and so there's a lot of shellfish apparently that's a that's a big thing um and um they've got street food sections as well so they said there's going to be like paella with hand dived shellfish Um, delicious I know and I think that's nice because it kind of makes a bit of a difference from a lot not a lot of Christmas markets Mm. but sometimes you go to some and it's quite similar food so it's quite nice to go and have something
5: Absolutely. Completely different,
1: and so they've another um, trader that's going to be there is St Andrews Brewing Company. So this is a brewery that started in 2012. And they just do a few core beers and then they have a seasonal range. So they're actually going to be selling one, which is their Christmas tree rye beer. And it's flavoured with spruce, pine shoots and juniper. Oh, that sounds really interesting. (laughs) So I feel like that's definitely one to check out and try. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Definitely. Um, But I think you've made a really crucial point. When we started compiling these annual guides Mm. to Christmas markets a few years ago, it was really eye-opening for me because we discovered quite quickly that Big isn't necessarily best. And sometimes you hear about these really big Christmas markets they are just selling the same things all around yeah. the country and uh, the same traders often are there mm. um, so it's nice when you find things that are a bit more local independent yeah
1: so what do you think makes a good market
0: well I suppose that does depend from person to person doesn't it some like mm. people might really like all the same old yeah. stuff yeah exactly <laughs> but and you know we're big fan, fans of bratwurst and glue vine at olive and um, mm. the European markets are so magical if um, if you want a bit of that. But I think when we started putting these guides together, we tried to focus on how large a proportion of traders were small local producers. So whether you're in York or Cardiff or St Albans, um, you want to find gifts and stocking fillers and festive foods that are from that region that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Um,
1: I think. Yeah. And do you, is there a specific market that you think follows that brief of being independent? (laughs) Well, luckily my (laughs) local market is Bath Christmas Market. Um, And it's a really good one. (laughs) Yes, Uh,
0: I mean, it's good because it's like all the best ones. I think it's got a really magical setting because it's these fairy lit wooden cabins around the city's abbey, which is always flood lit. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: And it spreads out into little cobble streets and courtyards. Um, And also I think it's important to say that because it's in the centre of town, it's also really well placed for a day trip. So, yeah, um, I mean, you wouldn't want to drive into Bath. It's really (laughs) easy to get there. Exactly. Cycling, get the train, do the park and ride. And um, then you've got all the other lovely shops Mm -hmm. that are there all the time and the restaurants and um, that side of things. So I think being able to tap into that is important. But the main thing for me is that something like 70% of traders at Bath Christmas Market are local to the region. Um, And anyone who caught the little video I made. Yes, which is on the Olive Instagram, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Um, They will have seen some really lovely small businesses selling items that you genuinely want to buy. Um, I mean, there are lots of great artists and craft makers from the southwest, but obviously I homed in on the food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are businesses like Iford Cider, which is made just outside Bath and Somerset Charcuterie, the Bath Soft Cheese Company. Paxton and Whitfield also have a stall there. Mm. If you're a cheese nut, you yeah. don't want to miss that. Lovely. Um,
1: Did you find any new um, producers this year or make any new discoveries?
0: That's another really good point um, because a lot of the traders there do have bricks and mortar stores but they may be slightly out of the way and at right. the Christmas market you get to find them Dis- all in one spot. Yeah. Um, so there were two companies that really stuck out for me this year. One was Bath Botanics, which is a Lovely. small business that I'd heard of but never visited. And the, the market was a really good introduction to what they do. They also had, by far, the prettiest <laughs> stall. It kind of that looked like something out of Dickens. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. Oh. Um, but they make herbal teas and tinctures, but also a whole range of small batch oh, gins. Wow. And they do things like damson gin or a mm. classic number one gin. Um and, but I bought their Christmas gin which has cocoa, orange and cinnamon. Which that sounds, sounds a bit amazing. unusual, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's really lovely and um citrusy. And yeah. I just think with the right tonic. Tonic be it's lovely, be really, yeah. Um, great new Christmas drink to try. Exactly. <laughs> we always need those. Yeah. <laughs> um and the other big discovery for me was Um, Palmer Street Bottle, uh, which is more drink, I suppose. Um, (laughs) A relatively new business in Froome, south of Bath, which sells Mm. craft beer, unusual wines and spirits and really good local cheeses. And they normally operate as a bar. And I think they do pop up food and drink events and things. But um, I hadn't visited their shopping Froome or their bar. So it was really nice to visit them at the Christmas market and
1: see yeah get, get, get a the chance of it. to yeah, yeah get a chance to see what they're doing um, and so i think that's a good sign that's a sign of a good christmas market is that it's not just buying christmas presents and filling up on mulled wine although we, we are big fans <laughs> of mulled wine so we're not we're not you know saying that's a bad thing but it's good to be able to make these local discoveries and find people that you wouldn't necessarily go yeah. out and see otherwise
0: absolutely um so which were some of the, the markets that you've included this year
1: in the guide so yeah we try to get a good spread across the country um and highlighting the like one-off regional producers that we really think are going to be good there and so obviously i've mentioned Bauhaus, which is in um scotland but there's york christmas market And they've got a big um, focus on street food. So there's a street food place called Los Moros, um, and they do Persian chicken wraps. And I think that's in the Shambles street food. They have an actual street food market in York, but they're going to be there. And they also have a place called Thor's Teepee. And so this is a big teepee, obviously. um, (laughs) And you go in and it's like fairy lights. There's a big roaring fire big blankets, um, I think they try and make it a bit Scandi style and um, lots of mulled wine and that I think that's, lovely. I know, it sounds very idyllic, I think that's a nice place to kind of escape from the cold and yes. cosy up in um, but then you've got St Albans Christmas Market as well and that's a good place to get food gifts so there's a company called Larkin's Larder and they'll be selling their Christmas chutneys and jams which lovely. always go down well Yeah.
0: And, of course, one final word of warning. If anyone is listening and they want to go and discover their local Christmas market, they'd better do it quickly because...
1: a yeah. lot of these markets don't stay open as long as you might think. No, so I think a lot of the time you think Christmas markets, they'll be open till January almost, yeah. but they don't. A lot of them are kind of one-off weekends. Um, so if you want to check them out, go to olivemagazine.com and we've got an online guide. We've put all the dates on there so you'll be able to find out when they finish. And, yeah, I think that's definitely important because you don't want to miss out on your festive, <laughs> festive market visit. No, blink <laughs> and you miss them. Thank you, <laughs> Thanks.
3: Thanks, Ellie. And finally, let's find out what you've all been eating for breakfast. So hello, this is Laura, the editor, and I've got the lovely Janine and Adam here. Hello.
5: Hello. Hello.
3: (laughs) So um, we did a little survey, actually, with some of our readers recently about breakfast to kind of uh, talk about... What breakfast you eat, when you eat it, how many times you eat it, and uh, some rather interesting results came out of the survey, didn't they, guys?
6: Definitely, especially about avocado toast, which was a shocker for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am a massive fan of avocado and toast, and I was quite shocked. So we had a we had a division between kind of what people eat during the week and what people eat at the weekend. Mm. And at the weekend only is it eight percent eat avocado? No. What is it? 6% eat avocado on toast, which I was mortified by because I absolutely love it and have it virtually every weekend. So I need to... I mean, they
6: they definitely make more of an effort on a weekend, as in people are eating a cooked breakfast, whereas during the week it looks like people are literally slamming down a bit of cereal <laughs> or toast, or having nothing at all, so... Yeah, I'm afraid I'm with that category. I eat
3: nothing at all for breakfast during the week. Nothing.
5: Nothing. See, that was what was surprising for me, was how many people just aren't really that bothered about breakfast. Yeah. Like, eight was it 8% neither in, important or unimportant, 7% quite unimportant, 3% very unimportant. But I think breakfast is very important.
6: Yeah, well, I, I sit next to Adam and I can testify <laughs> that if he doesn't get breakfast, he gets pretty... um. Yeah, I rate pretty quickly.
5: <laughs> I am I am quite known for being quite hungry, I must admit. So if I don't get anything by ten o'clock ten thirty, I'd say I am I'm yeah.
3: Key <laughs> snaffling must be done yeah. before that hour. Um, well still fifty eight percent, so that's the majority of our survey said that breakfast was very important. So mm. I was actually quite impressed with that, because for a skipper like me, I was I was impressed that, that many people are eating it. Um but I thought what was interesting was, was where and how people eat it. Yeah. So 20% of us apparently eat breakfast during the week at home in front of the telly.
6: I know, I can't. One of you got time, I haven't even got time to switch the telly on. I'm literally shower, dry my hair, yeah. running out of the door. Like, I, I. I'm, I'm baffled by that, but apparently some people get really early. Yeah, no,
5: I do. I I, I I like to have 20 minutes with um, whatever they're called on BBC News. It's, oh, as long as Dan it's not Piers Morgan Dan that's Susan fine. or something. Yeah, oh, it's don't worry. Then I'd it, have to you. it is not Piers Morgan. Um, sorry if any of his family listening. Um, but um, yeah, I like to I like to, it's like it gets my head together in yeah in the morning. Yeah, yeah my Eddie. granddad was famous that he. He used to have, he used to have two cups of tea before he left the house. I mean, he literally nice. couldn't function unless he had both his <laughs> cups of tea.
3: Yeah, my mum's the same. And Ellie, our editorial assistant, says she puts aside twenty minutes every morning to have her breakfast. Yeah. So I'm, I'm impressed with that. Uh, the rest of us, uh, so forty three percent, eat it at the dining table, which I was really impressed by. Di- you eat
5: breakfast at the dining table. No, no
3: one in bed. Um, apparently, mm. I, I would be G- tempted G- to have it in bed. Eleven um, percent standing in the kitchen. That's a recipe for. Yeah. Uh,
6: indigestion if you ask I know. me i i i have to confess that i stand and eat my breakfast on a, a weekend no, on the weekend i know nice. I, just random reasons but um because <laughs> i've usually just been to the gym and i come back and i'm kind of pottering around and then i'll make my husband something and he's usually working so he's in front of it's really bad <laughs> makes it makes us sound like such a dysfunctional family <laughs> um and i'm usually so hungry that i literally make it and then just be standing in like get it down me so um, it's not leisurely also we've got no seats and all we've got a kitchen table Yeah, but he works on it and we've got rid of all of the seats <laughs> oh, so God. there's no where, there's literally nowhere to sit and oh, eat God. breakfast see I
3: almost have two breakfasts at the weekend I make my breakfast which inevitably is some form of avocado on toast I'm that, I'm that few 6% but then I also sit while I'm making it, I'll be eating Marmite on toast. So I have two breakfasts, a lot of toast. Like a
6: hobbit. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. So on, the, on the weekend, most of the time I actually don't eat breakfast, which is surprising because during the week I always have breakfast. What
6: time does it stop being breakfast and stop being brunch? Because I would normally two? eat... Two? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Uh, well, in that case, then I have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you count it up till two o'clock, that's definitely... Yeah. Then, yeah. I would have thought, like, breakfast usually ends about 10
3: or 30. No, I mean... Not that I... No. I'm not allowed to get out of bed late anymore. That's but. when
5: McDonald's start, stop serving their <laughs> breakfast menu. Therefore, okay. breakfast ends at 10.30. <laughs> okay.
3: McDonald's <laughs> rules. McDonald's
5: have, f- McDonald's have the final <laughs> word.
3: Okay, fine. Um, so, some of the, the other results that were really interesting were the types of food that you guys ate. So, um, do you mm. tell us about what people eat during the week.
6: It's a lot of cereal. Porridge is really popular. And toast and fruit, like all tops. So you you not no one's going for the um full english or meaty things no uh, it seems to be it seems to be like really convenient i imagine the people at like, in porridge are probably doing microwave por- sorry if porridge eaters if you're not but <laughs> yeah. just the amount of people here in the morning you hear the ping of the microwave yeah and they microwave microwaving their porridge in two minutes which is brilliant because i mean it's so good for you so exactly. it's, it's good that they're actually doing that so. and we've got some
3: organized people who have overnight oats and stuff um, yeah. which i'm who pleased are, see. <laughs> who are, are you yeah. but they, i'm sure they're using our yeah. brilliant recipe for overnight oats <laughs> on
5: the so website yeah, they're using our recipes
3: obviously <laughs> um and then the weekend it shifts doesn't it so all of a sudden it's all eggs, about the eggs, all about the eggs yeah. um, which I'm really impressed with so 40% of you eat eggs that's the top top thing you eat at the weekend egg,
6: eggs is my my main thing at a weekend is to I rotate yeah. like poacher scramblers yeah, totally. boiled eggs basically yeah me too. so that is that would be like the cornerstone of whatever breakfast I'm making
3: I feel like breakfast isn't breakfast without eggs
6: definitely um yeah I'm a bit of
3: an egg fiend
5: for me it's breakfast isn't breakfast without bacon
3: Interesting, meaty. Yeah. Okay, so twenty-seven percent wanted a bacon or a sausage sandwich. That was quite far yeah, down the I could list.
6: Do, yeah, I could do bacon sandwich, but I'd, I'd slip an egg in there as well. Yeah. Whereas Matt <laughs> would just have plain bacon. So
5: I just have bacon and brown sauce. Yeah. In, I was going to
3: say, well, let's talk about sauce now. Yeah. So brown sauce,
6: Bre- uh, HP or daddies. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Also with also chili sauce. Interesting. Sometimes sometimes um, I do. Like, especially if it's a sausage sandwich, mustard, English mustard on the bottom, sausages, brown sauce, and chilli sauce. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Okay. That
5: sounds like indigestion. <laughs> oh,
6: that's
3: really <laughs> sounds good. Sounds like heaven. Wait, um, it's up.
5: Like tasty indigestion. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's red and brown <clears throat> sauce for a bacon sarnie. Both. So both. You're just straddling both cups.
5: <laughs> you put both on the same sandwich. <laughs> both on
3: the same sandwich. Or mayonnaise wow. and chilli sauce.
5: Yes, okay, yeah, Yeah, acceptable. But then if it's got mayonnaise, it has to have lettuce and tomato for me. I couldn't just have bacon and mayonnaise, that'd be weird.
3: It is a bit bit gross, but in a... Really in delicious a nice way, way. Yeah. Um, and then for a sausage Sani, I have to have cheese. I have to have six slabs of cheddar and brown sauce. I cheese. could do that. Mm. I, could. I could happily do that.
5: I mean, I could do that, but I've never, I've never heard of that before.
3: I get looks in the canteen downstairs when I get it when I've you know had one too many popsicles the night before, but yeah. it, it does the job. I can assure you. What,
6: you ask them to go and find cheese for you. In the <laughs> I pack? get cheap cheese and sausage. Cheese, yeah.
3: you get extras Ex- on the side. Extra yeah. cheese, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so full English is only eighteen percent as no, well. I'm really
6: shocked by that. I'm really shocked but i think maybe it's maybe it's just that it's a bit like a roast dinner like doing a proper full english takes it's a bit balance, isn't it? I mean, you've got, to, you've got to get everything ready at the same time. You've got to have the multi pans out, yeah. you know. I love making it. Yeah. But I would need at least three frying pans. You can't do it in all one pan.
5: No. Well, but if, there you're, are if you're my granddad, <laughs> you could do it. And
6: then it all ends up like a really dirty kind of gritty colour.
5: <laughs> he, he died of a heart
3: attack. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't laugh. But. Yeah, no. um And if
6: you... Yeah, I mean, we, we're all quite big fans of the Fry-Up Police yes. Facebook page and like <laughs> if you go on there witness the, um, how people can destroy a full English it's yeah. like one out of ten um, Fry-Ups is actually a really beautiful one the rest of them are just shockers yeah. I mean absolute shockers
3: do you think it's a a health thing where people are just not wanting to eat that much fat and meat uh, now. I do think so. I think, I think, so. Shift, I think
5: people realise how bad... It's a treat. ...for you, uh, for English is. Like, like fat levels, salt levels yeah. would be off the chain. And just generally, like, people always... You know, there's that, mis- like, that common thing that people want if they're particularly hungover. They're like, I'll have something really greasy. I think <laughs> most people know that just makes people feel worse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it brings you joy, but oh, deep, yeah, deep. Not, not as healthy as some of our See, other choices. See, I would only
5: have a fry-up for dinner.
6: Ooh,
3: controversy. Yeah.
6: Treating yeah. yourself, yeah. The, okay. the other thing I would always have a fry up is if I was staying in a hotel oh, yeah, and they I did a nice breakfast. And it was you cannot walk past. No. me. <laughs> you can't just go. I just have some toast. Yeah. you just literally just have to go for the
5: full, full English. English. When it's free and included in the room <laughs> price, I'm going to go to town. Hit me
3: with bacon. Yeah, hit me yeah, with sausage. Yeah. Hit keep, me with eggs.
5: I want it. I want to see a buffet style thing. I want grilled tomato. I'll be like Alan Partridge and bring an extra big plate <laughs> compared to everyone else.
3: I like your style. Okay, so. Lots of interesting information on there, and we're going to put this on our website so you guys can figure out more yeah. stuff as well. What we've all been having, but let's finish on what we're all having for breakfast
6: at Christmas. Um, I'm probably just going to stick to Bucks fizz because I'll be because <laughs> I'll be cooking, and I I might sort of I might eat something while I'm cooking, yeah. a bit of snacking. But, but it, the main event is lunch. But I definitely will not be sitting down and eating any breakfast. No. Okay, sorry Adam.
5: Um, we have champagne. Hot smoked salmon, scrambled eggs, buttered toast, and then vodka shots.
6: Okay. <laughs> Adam's family are Scottish Irish, so just as a qualifier, I mean.
5: Yeah, we just. So just someone,
6: do it right. Someone
5: yeah. bought these like um, ice cube tray shot glasses. They're frozen and you put water in them and they, you pop them out and you have a little nice. frozen shot glass. So nice. yeah, we have vodka shots on Christmas Day.
6: Who started that?
5: Uh, I think my auntie. I don't think, I don't think they were meant to come out that early in the day. <laughs>
3: I like your style. Start as you mean to go on. Um, we don't tend to have breakfast at ours either, but mm. you know what? In our Christmas issue, which is still out now, so you guys all have to get it if you haven't already got it. Um, you guys, uh, I'm talking about Janine and Adam have wrote a brilliant brunch feature, um, oh, yeah. and there are some really great ideas in there. And I'm definitely going to do the spinach pancakes with smoked yeah, salmon. Yeah, they're for really my mum, I think and they, they look, look really,
6: really pretty, 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 pretty right as well. Yeah, and, and everyone, really easy. right? Yeah, super so easy.
3: Yeah. Um, and those recipes, if they're not already online, they'll definitely be online. They'll surely. be online by Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. So lots of interesting information. We'd love to hear what you guys do for yeah, your breakfast tell rituals. Us. Um, You can tweet us, at Olive Magazine, Instagram, Facebook.
6: Instagram those eggs. Apparently they're the most popular. um, (laughs) The most popular food on Instagram is eggs in the UK. We We need to see more. Okay, great.
3: Thank you so much.
5: Thank you. Bye.
3: Thank you for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like what you heard, please, please can you review and rate us and subscribe on iTunes so as many people as possible get to hear us. Get in touch with us via social media, email, phone or snail mail. And don't forget, there's still time to pick up the Christmas issue of Olive, which contains a free magazine of recipe ideas to use up your Christmas leftovers. Plus, in selected stores, you can also get a bar of Green and Black's New Velvet Edition Dark Chocolate for free when you buy that issue. So... Happy shopping, happy eating, and until next week, bye.